Good morning. Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. We gather as a diverse spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. In this spirit, we extend a special welcome to our visitors. Thank you for being with us today. Somewhere under the rainbow, tickets can be had. Twenty bucks will get you in, and the food, it ain't too bad. The first of December at UCC, over on Horning Road. Silent auction at 6 p.m., live at 7.30, I'm told. If you have something to sell by Wednesday night, please do tell the committee, they need to know. And if you can't come Saturday, place your bid anyway by using a proxy bid. Oh. Someone under the rainbow with a little dough will make the rainbow connection to the best auction we've ever known. Thank you, one and all. As Unitarian Universalists, we light a flame within a chalice as a symbol of sanctuary and safety, to unite us in our worship as a sign of life's beauty and wonder, and to remind us that ours is an ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us. Our chalice lighter this morning is Henry. Would you join me now in the words for lighting the chalice, which have been adapted from the words of Jim Henson. They're in your order of service. May the light of our chalice invite us to embrace and open up our love, our joy, our truth, and especially our hearts. May we live this moment and the next and the next. Ours is a simple faith. Life is a short embrace. Heaven is in this place. the ground we till. Make each day what you will. Thankful for dreams fulfilled every day. No room in this heart for fear. No judgment day drawing near. Trust that inner Life's not a goal or race It's about heart and faith Living a life of grace Every day Ours is a sin Life is a short embrace Heaven is in 
Trust is an open hand Making an honest stand Rooted here in this land Every day Living the mystery Seeking the harmony Here between is a simple faith. Life is a short embrace. Heaven is in this place every day. Hope is the ground we tell. Make each day watch My mother really liked rainbows. She paid attention to them. Once she made Dad stop the car at the top of the hill so we could all just sit and look at a rainbow without losing parts of it behind houses and trees and stuff. Her second favorite color, she said, was rainbow. Her very favorite color was sunset. But that's another story. She obviously found deep nourishment in a sunset, a rainbow, the taste of a fresh raspberry, the sound and smell of damp earth in spring and fall leaves. Her life wasn't easy, but no matter what else was going on, she made herself intensely present to moments of joy. Thanks to her, I can sometimes do that, be still and breathe in a sunset, or close my eyes and let the taste of a raspberry not only fill my tongue, but my veins. She also loved words and poetry, and I think she would have liked Immortality by British poet Richard Jeffries. It is eternity now. I am in the midst of it. It is about me in the sunshine. I am in it as the butterfly is in the light-laden air. Nothing has to come. It is now. Now is eternity. Now is immortal life. Come, let us worship together. In the Hebrew scriptures, there is a story where God creates a rainbow as a sign of covenant with God's people. Mutual promises to live lives of grace, of holiness, walking together in goodness and love. This morning, imagine a rainbow as we renew our promises to one another to walk together in holiness, in grace, and in love. Would you join me in that spirit, in the words for our covenant, which are in your order of service? We're on a wild journey together. In the midst of life's many twists and turns, the challenges and struggles we face, the hopes and dreams we have, it's important to take time to return again to the truest home we have, the home of our souls, and turn inward for a few moments to connect with the God of our hearts and understanding, 
to nurture our spirits with silence and the care of this gathered community, to call to mind the joys and sorrows that come with living, and to reflect on the mysteries of life. I invite you to enter into the spirit of prayer and reflection. Spirit of life and of love, you in which we share and find strength and common purpose, we turn our minds and hearts toward one another as we hold in this circle of care and concern all who need our love and support, those we've named in this time of remembrance, those who are in our hearts and thoughts, all who are ill, in pain either in body or in spirit, those who struggle with addiction, those who are lonely, those who grieve, the victims of any kind of abuse. We pray for them. We pray for ourselves too that we would be grateful for the many blessings we receive each and every day, that we would use those blessings with joy, generosity, and kindness. We ask help to live fully this life we've been given, to treat each and every moment as a rare and precious treasure, to worship what is of true worth, to practice radical hospitality, welcoming the stranger, to speak the truth as we know it, and to join in the struggle for justice and peace in the world. Help us to feel the heartbeat of life itself and to find wonder and awe in both of the struggle and the beauty of life. To remember that we are connected in mystery and miracle to one another and all of creation. To care for this fragile planet and work for the well-being of every creature. To affirm life and to walk upon this earth in gentleness and reverence. May it be so. And amen.
We have two readings today. The first is called Reflections on the Muppets by Jennifer Garland. So I know why I love the Muppets, she said, but why do other people love them? They certainly are strange characters, an eclectic assortment of frogs, pigs, bears, chickens, and unidentifiable things. They're not particularly heroic. They often seem utterly insane, and they're sometimes totally overwhelmed by the burdens of their imaginary lives. Partly they appeal to us because we see so many distinct personality types represented in their ranks. Most people have a favorite Muppet. Do you have a favorite Muppet? Yeah. Whether it be Kermit or Piggy, Fozzie or Gonzo, or even Animal. Most importantly, perhaps, we love the Muppets because they're also improbably and irresistibly embodiments of joy. The Muppets bring people joy because they themselves are embodiments of it. They sing, they dance, they tell jokes, they dream big dreams. They're not afraid to love each other or their own interests, even if they aren't very good at whatever they try to do. Fonzie might be a terrible comedian, but he never stops trying. The great Gonzo's stunts inevitably end in disaster, but he's always ready for another go. So often in life, we let other people tell us where we ought to find our joy, instead of laying claim to the place where we know it to be. We're afraid what the world will think if something different makes us happy. The Muppets have other lessons to teach us as well. As a community, they represent and celebrate the power of creativity. Being creations themselves, they inherently demonstrate the creativity of the puppeteers who made them and performed them. But they also become creators as they sing, dance, and pursue their dreams. From the boisterous rock and roll of the electric mayhem to the bizarre performance art of the great Gonzo, their acts are examples of creativity unleashed. And creativity is another expression of joy. The Muppets embody imagination, not only in their diverse forms, but in their wild and unpredictable acts. These are all reasons for people to find joy in the Muppets. They teach us the values of community, diversity, and creativity. They tell us to take a stand for the things we love. They remind us of the joy we felt as children, but they also urge us to hold on to that joy as adults. You never get too old to look for the rainbow connection. As Wordsworth says, so was it when my life began, so is it now I am a man, so let it be when I shall grow old or let me die. Let us, the lovers and the dreamers, ever find joy, whether it be in rainbows or revelations or a strangely lovable band of pigs and frogs and bears. And the second reading is by a poet whom we hear from often from this pulpit, Mary Oliver. Joy is not a crumb, is the title. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate, give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind and much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. 
Perhaps this is its way of fighting back, that sometimes something happened better than all the riches or power of the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. So a pig, a frog, and a bear walk into a bar. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Muppet Show. Welcome to the latest adventures of the world's most unusual cast. A frog, a pig, a big yellow bird, a blue monster who loves cookies, a number-obsessed vampire, a green monster in a garbage can, and lots of other strange creatures. There's Miss Piggy, the temperamental diva. She's convinced she's destined for stardom and nothing's going to stand in her way. She's a mixture of feminine charm, complete with French phrases, including referring to herself as moi. <laughs> but she can suddenly fly into a violent rage, complete with her trademark karate chopping, hi-ya, whenever she thinks she's been insulted or thwarted. During the late 70s and early 80s, Miss Piggy, with her big blue eyes, pearls, long white satin gloves, and hopelessly romantic persona, was the most popular Muppet. She even wrote a book that made the New York Times bestseller list, <laughs> Miss Piggy's Guide to Life. <laughs> Do you remember Fozzie Bear's lame jokes? Here's one of my favorites. I think my iPod is broken. I keep pressing the home button, but I'm still here at the office. Waka waka, get it, home, office. Oh boy, tough crowd. <laughs> there was Anil, the maniac drummer. Cookie Monster, cookie. And who could forget those two old grumpy characters, Waldorf and Statler, who sat in their theater box every week as they watched the performances. They always had sarcastic and often hilarious critiques. Waldorf would say, they ain't half bad. Statler, no, they're all bad. <laughs> and Statler says, I like that last number. Waldorf asks, what did you like about it? And Statler says, it was the last number. <laughs> and Sam the Eagle, ultra-patriotic and conservative, but he did have a sense of humor. Sam's dance partner one asks, what's the difference between illegal and immoral? Sam replied, immoral is something that's not right, and illegal is me with a tummy ache. <laughs> Thank you, Lois. <laughs> and of course, we have the Swedish chef. Gersh, gundy, morny, burndy, burndy, flip, 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 flip. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so the Muppets were created by Jim Henson. Jim Henson grew up in a small town in Mississippi where he, his brother and cousins would happily play in and around Deer Creek, their little river there. He loved TV, especially the puppet show Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. And after high school, he had a job in television as a puppeteer. A year later, at the age of 19, his Muppets, as he called them, were on The Tonight Show. And before Henson graduated from college, the Muppets were starring in commercials for Wilkins Coffee. So he had fame and fortune in his grasp. He did the obvious thing. He packed it all in, handed it, the business over to his partner and the woman who would later be his wife, Jane, and went off to Europe to become a painter. We might think he was crazy, but then... None of us came up with the Muppets. He had a sense that there was something in Europe he needed to find, or maybe he was just following his heart. As it turned out, he didn't become a famous painter. 
He discovered the centuries-old traditions of puppetry in Europe instead, and he came back with a new perspective on his art. The Muppets first appeared on Sesame Street in 1969, and then The Muppet Show premiered in 1976. Remember the full, first full-length movie, The Muppet Show, or The Muppet Movie? 1979. They've made seven more movies since. That's eight movies. Their latest one, Muppets Most Wanted, hit the big screen in 2014. What is it about these puppets, any puppets, and particularly the Muppets that captures our hearts and our imaginations? Jim Henson's wife, Jane, said, Jim saw that the puppet is as powerful as a human being and, in fact, more powerful, less concerned about what it looks like, more direct, more able to go to the heart of things. There is something about putting life in an inanimate doll. There's a bit of divinity in it that all puppeteers understand. In spite of that bit of divinity in them, the Muppets pretty much stay away from religion other than a hilarious scene in the Muppet movie. Kermit and Fozzie encounter Dr. Teeth and his electric mayhem band practicing in a church. Fozzie says, they don't look like Presbyterians to me. In his sermon, Muppet Theology, my colleague Chris Jimerson says there's a band of quirky, intelligent, creative oddballs and misfits who find each other and create an amazing community. He says they laugh, they cry, they play and sing together, they work together for a common cause, they know they have each other, and they help each other follow their dreams. I'm referring, of course, to the Muppets, but you may be thinking that sure sounds like Unitarian Universalists. It does sound like us. As you use, we share a lot in common with the Muppets and have lots to learn from them. In the first reading, Jennifer Garland tells us that the Muppets practice the values of community, diversity, creativity, and that they expect the unexpected. They take a stand for the things they love and they encourage creativity. Jennifer says, being creations themselves, The Muppets not only demonstrate the creativity of the puppeteers who made them and performed them, but they also become creators as they sing, dance, and pursue their dreams. From the boisterous rock and roll of the electric mayhem to the bizarre performance act of the great Gonzo, they are examples of creativity unleashed. The Muppets embody imagination, not only in their diverse forms, but in their wild and unpredictable acts. You never know who or what's going to appear on stage. It might be Marvin Suggs and his amazing Muppaphone, Bobby Benson's baby band, or even Wayne and Wanda. The Muppets teach us to believe in ourselves and that we are enough just as we are. Miss Piggy says, I don't care what you think of me unless you think I'm awesome, in which case you're right. (laughs) The Muppets also remind us, as you use, of our commitment to diversity. Our belief that differences make life more interesting and creative and that we can all live together. The greatest thing we can learn from the Muppets is joy. Jennifer Garland goes on to say, most importantly, perhaps, we love the Muppets because they are also improbably and irresistibly embodiments of joy. They sing, they dance, they tell jokes, and they dream big dreams. That sounds just like you used to me when we're at our best a people who aren't afraid to dance, sing, laugh together, dream big, and embrace one of life's greatest gifts, joy. In the second reading, Mary Oliver's told us, if you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate, give into it. 
There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We're not wise and we're not often very kind. There's much that can never be redeemed. But life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back that sometimes something happened better than all the riches or power in the world. As the news of fires and shootings and drug epidemics remind us, there are plenty of lives and whole towns that have been destroyed or are about to be. It's true that there is so much that can never be redeemed. We witness every day that humanity is often unwise and not very kind. But as Unitarian Universalists, we still hold on to hope a hope that is possible because of what we know we can do together. We may be quirky, oddballs and misfits like the Muppets, but we are also a people who are radicals, rebels, reformers and dreamers. We always have been. We believe that life still has lots of possibility. The outcome has not been decided and we can help create it. Today, I want to invite you to once again saying yes to being a lover and a dreamer. Continue the work of creating the Rainbow Connection, a world where there's acceptance of one another, diversity, freedom, connection, community, and family, one great big human family. This is what the song, The Rainbow Connection, is all about. An invitation to those of us who are lovers, who love the world, who love music, beauty, poetry, art, life, and those of us who are dreamers, who know the world can be a better place and aren't afraid to pursue these dreams to find joy, to hold tight to hope, and to change the world with our love. The Rainbow Connection is also an invitation to those who don't or can't love the world to join us, to let go of fear, of hopelessness, of the need to conform, and to be yourself in all its wonder, its weirdness, and its beauty, to rediscover your dreams and to make them happen. In the first Muppet movie, Kermit says, I've got a dream. It's about singing and dancing and making people happy. That's the kind of dream that gets better the more people you share it with. That dream took Kermit and his friends on a wild journey. Our dreams are taking us on a wild, wonderful journey. And my hope is that we will keep inviting lots of folks to join us because it does get better the more people we share it with. Jim Henson also gave us some advice about how to travel on our wild journey. He said, I really do believe that all of you are at the beginning of a wonderful journey. As you start traveling down the road of life, remember this, there are never enough comfort stops. The places you're going to are never on the map. And once you get that map out, you won't be able to refold it, no matter how smart you are. (laughs) So forget the map. Roll down the windows and whenever you can, pull over and have a picnic with a pig. And if you can help it, never fly as cargo. Jim Henson died in 1990, but through the Muppets, his wisdom and his hopes for the world to live on. He wrote a letter to his children to be read at his memorial service, and in it he said, please watch out for each other and love and forgive everybody. It's a good life. Enjoy it. As our wild journey together continues, May this community be a rainbow connection of lovers and dreamers who find joy and possibility in being together. May we always remember that truly, it is a good life and to enjoy it. May it be so, and together may we make it so. Waka waka. (laughs) Let's take a few moments to reflect. These are the words of Kermit the Frog. Life's a movie. 
Write your own ending, keep believing, keep pretending. We've done just what we've set out to do thanks to the lovers, the dreamers, and you. And now, ready to do what we've set out to do as lovers, dreamers, and a people of joy, let us go forth in peace and in hope to continuing inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community. May it be so. Blessed be. And amen. Waka waka! <laughs>